My name is Raymond Francis. I've been at it for a minute. Uh, first book came out in 08. Been going strong ever since. Best known for a series called True First, Last Kill. But I'm on book 24. Got a whole bunch out, a whole bunch more to go, hopefully. Okay. Likewise. That was up. Um, we do ask a little series of questions on on the, you know, to try to get a, the readers a little bit more deeper insight on the people that they write these books that they love, you know what I'm saying? Kind of give them a little, little intimate in, intake on who the author is. Um, yes, sir. First question going to be is, uh, how have your family, friends, and hometown embraced you since transitioning into a published author? Everybody been real supportive. You know what I'm saying? Uh, I always got a lot of love for my family, a whole bunch of cousins, and, you know, they always hold it down. So nothing but love on that end. You feel me? Word. Word. Did you ever consider writing under pseudonym? Nah, that's not my style. If I write it, I'll put my name on it. You know, I might uh I might do the ghostwriter thing for somebody if they needed it, you know. But uh, you know, I, I put my name on what I write. Word. I can dig that. What other writers are you friends with and how did they help you become a better writer? You know, none of my friends are really writers. Um, through the industry, I met uh, Kawan Crawford. He's, he's a good homie, though. Um, that's who you got to get up at. He got a crazy story, too. 
You know what I'm saying? But, you know, Manham is pretty cool. He's a, a real talented, you know, brother. You know what I'm okay. saying? And uh, Bankroll Squad, of course, you know, I was signed over there for a few years. So nothing but love to everybody over there. You know, all the homies from over there. Okay. Bankroll Squad. That's the... Uh, what period of life do you most often write about? Childhood, teenage years, adulthood? Mm, I done did a bit of both. Uh, a bit of all of them, rather. But right yeah. now, I'm I'm kind of focusing on the arts, which, you know, like the early 2000s, kind of my early adulthood. Like my last three joints I did in that kind of era. Just kind of, you know, everybody talk about the 90s, and I've done the 90s. But, you know, I was a kid, a teenager then, looking at, you know, adults, grown-ups. So in the 2000s, when I was grown, I'm starting to tell them stories now. And, you know, that's kind of where I think my, my lane is at right now. Word. Ex explain to the viewers what you mean about arts, the arts. Well, the arts is like a word. It ain't really catch on, but it's another way of saying the 2000s. Like, they ain't have nothing for it. Like, the 80s, the 90s. They ain't nobody who's going to call it the O's. So, you know, I call it the arts. But Okay. Ain't nobody really using the word, but I rock with it though. A U G H T S. That's that's the two thousands era. You know what word. I mean? Word, I got you. For the for the aspiring authors, you know the the new guys that's getting in the game or women getting mm -hmm. in the game. What are common traps for aspiring authors? I think one thing young authors do is they uh they try to emulate exactly what somebody else did. You know what I mean? And just because it works for somebody else, that might not be your wave. You got to kind of, you know, you can you can take from other people, but you got to put your own twist on it. So don't get caught up in, well, you know, such and such did this, so I'm going to do this, this, and this. You got to find your own tribe and, you know, cater it to the people who like your style. And you know what I mean? Be yourself. Be, be original. Be original. If you could tell your younger writing self anything, what would it be? I'd probably say don't, uh, you know, don't take anybody's advice. You know what I'm saying? Because, you know, real quick, I started out, I wasn't, you know, a kid that, you know, grew up wanting to be an author. You know, nor was I a real voracious reader, to be honest with you. I really, I read an urban fiction book. I was on the way home from, from Florida. And a girl, you know, on the bus, she was, we were talking and she was like, yo, it's this book you got to read called The Coldest Winter Ever. And when I came, you know, I got back to Jersey. I went to the store and I grabbed it. It was the last copy, actually. So I was like, oh, that was like meant to be. So I grabbed it up. And I probably was like a quarter of the way in. And I was like, yo, I'm going to write me one of these. Because it just opened me up to a world I didn't know that you could do that. Like Sister Soldier just, it just made me, you know what I'm saying, a fan of the genre. So I finished that. Um, I read a couple more. I know Be More Careful was one of them. I wanted to see like a, a male author's point of view. And, you know, True to the Game, I think I read that. And there was, like, one more. I don't really remember the name because I was like, yo, this isn't good. I, I was like, I know I can do better than this, respectfully. So if this got published, I know I can do this. Right. And, you know what I mean? From there, I, I submitted to Triple Crown, you know, the first wow. 20,000 words I ever wrote down. And they were, you know, they were with it. They were like, yo, send the rest. We want to, you know, do a, a deal. It, it didn't work out for creative reasons. So that, you know, that wasn't meant to be. But that just gave me the confidence. You know what I'm saying? But all that was on my own. So I think a lot of times people get caught up into, you know, going off of what somebody else 
says they should do. And, um, you know, if I could tell my young self or, you know, young author, like, yo, you know, you know what's best for you. You know what I'm saying? Good advice. One thing you could change about the genre, what would it be? Positive or negative? Mm. Positive. I would really like to see, as far as the genre, I mean, it's really broken down into subgenres. So I think we got to stop kind of comparing authors who are gone for two different things. You know what I mean? Whereas some, like I kind of go for the type of reader that's looking for something that you got to think about that's not right in your face, there's clues, it's hidden. You know what I mean? And that's not everybody's twist. You know, some stuff is right up in your face, ratchet, just boom, boom, boom. And there's a place for both. Right, but, you right. know, it's not really all the same. You know what I mean? They just lump it all in because we're black. So you black, you're urban fiction. That's it. When in reality, you know, we got to look at it for what it is. A bunch of subgenres, a bunch of different people. So that's, you know, one thing I don't like about it is, you know, how everything kind of gets grouped together. Um, you know, but as far as something I would, uh, you know, that I, I do like about it, um, I just think it's a wide open lane now with all the publishing platforms because you could go traditional. Excuse me. If you're still seeking out that kind of deal, trying to get in Walmart, you know, that that's opened up. You can self-publish, even if you don't want to go through Amazon, Smashwords, iBooks. It's just so many options. So. That's something, you know, I would keep that trend going. You know what I mean? Ain't no doubt. What is the most unethical practice in the publishing industry? I think that you get, um, you know, for for whatever reason, people want clout. So they, they want to publish other people, you know, to say they've done it and to make their name look bigger. And, you know, but they don't really know, you know, what it entails or in order to have the resources sometime to do that. So that's that's kind of a grimy, you know, practice that probably needs to stop. It's signing people just for the sake of signing it. And, you know, to be honest, I don't I don't pay attention to every trend that goes on now. I kind of focus on my own lane and realize I got to do me. But, you know, um, some things, I guess, I assume are still going on. So you get a lot of people upset with their publisher when the publisher only signed them. Just not really knowing what they was doing in the first place. So that, that probably needs to stop. Word up, most definitely. Are there any urban fiction authors that impress you? If so, give us three. Um, I mean, like I do this, so it, it, it's nothing that really blows me away. You know, I mean, I, I guess everybody's talented in their own right. Mm-hmm. And again, you know, different people are going for different things. Yeah. Um, my homie Kawan, though, I ain't gonna hold you. The first time I read his book, I was like, oh, I gotta, I gotta, I gotta step it up a little bit because he took it to another level. It made me realize you can, you know, go deeper and really, really get deep into a story. So Juan Crawford, you know, he's pretty impressive to me. But, um, you know, everybody's talented in their own right. But, um, you know, I'm not a, uh, you know, I never was a super fan of the genre. I just was, you know, kind of a one-on-one. Just started out um, my own way, kind of, and just went in. So... My style isn't really something where I would be impressed because, you know what I mean, it's like different people are going for different things. You know what I mean? At doing what I do, I don't think anybody does it like I do. So, so. <laughs> <laughs> I got you. 
Okay, get a get a viewers a little brief synopsis of coming of age. Coming of age, it's uh it's different than anything I've ever written. <clears throat> Excuse me. So for one, it's told through the eyes of a 13-year-old. Mm -hmm. And his father owns a bar. So there's a notorious gangster that has a party at the bar. And afterwards, there's a car accident where a little boy is hit. The owner of the bar puts two and two together of, you know, who that person was driving the car. And he decides to, you know, call the police. And from there, it just leads to like a world of, of trouble and probably regret and a whole lot of things. Shit get ugly for him. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And always right to speak on stuff you see. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Yo, we've come to the end of a, another episode of our own thing, right? We'd like to thank our guest, Raymond Francis, for coming through. Share your handles with the with the viewers, the ones who might be interested in checking out your work or following you on social media. Uh, you know, I'm almost like anti-social media boss, so I keep it real simple. RaymondFrancisBooks.com. That's the one you could always find me at. Okay, y'all heard that. Y'all check Raymond Francis out, man. He got something to say. And like I was saying before, you know, this platform was was created to celebrate the art form as well as the urban fiction author as well. You know, that's that's street lit, hood shit, urban romance, you know, is the platform, man. And the guy uh Quan Crawford, I'm gonna I'm gonna reach out to him and, you know, see could we get him to come grace the show as well, right? Yeah, definitely. I appreciate you coming through again, man. Don't forget to like, comment, and subscribe, y'all. Until the next time, let's be a one. Appreciate it.